Hey, Taco Tuesday fans, this is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's taco about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it. If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. What's Welcome up, everybody? Back. Welcome back to another edition, guys, of um, Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. He's Glenn Shelton. I'm Christian Brindle. And we're back. We're talking about tacos. We're talking about um, things going on in the insurance industry. And he's got a Red Bull, and I'm super jelly right now. I'm peanut butter jealous because Just I would candy. love one. It's like candy, but better because it gives you wings right that's what they say i'd like some wings here's a question while we're on the topic what's the best red bull this is kind of a heated one i don't want to i don't want to ruin our french our friendship (laughs) right (laughs) this may be the end guy you might witness the end of our friendship right here i'm drinking my favorite the thumbnail the thumbnail is live blow up on the air of (laughs) red bull um argument fight um red bull (laughs) what is that one is that just the original one don't hey let's talk about your favorite first i can't even see it all right i'll be honest with you my favorite one is the original one it is it's the original one I, i i always go for the original I can't even tell. What is it? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, sugar free. Gross. That's that's awful. I know. That is that is, that is incredibly disappointing. <laughs> I. <laughs> you know what's you think, funny is you think you know somebody. What's that? I said you think you know somebody. You think you know so so. I do what you just did to the people who drink Red Bull Zero. The people who drink Red Bull Zero, I look down on them the same way you just look down on me. And I'm like, I'm like, get the sugar free. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Sugar free. Like, oh man. Um, we got a great topic today. We do. We're going to kind of dive into for the audience. Um, red flags in the industry. What what is that that you got there? Is that your flag? For the day it's just it's just a red piece of construction <laughs> i'm utilizing it as a prop today you guys red flags in the industry <laughs> red flag what is a red flag christian well i would best define red flag in the christian encyclopedia in the christianpedia um as something that someone's doing that would be cautionary right? You might want or not want to do business with this person. You might not want to get closely linked to this person. You definitely probably don't want to, you know, do cash app with this person. Um, 
where you send them a five thousand dollar deposit, and then they and then you know they once they do, um, they, they're a new, they're a Nigerian prince that will send you oh, no. <laughs> whatever oh, you know, no. like whatever. <laughs> um, cautionary, um, cringy. I would put in there, you know, something that's just cheesy, cringy, just like, oh, don't do that. That that's my definition. Yep, hundred um, percent. I would things to be aware of, things to watch out for. If you're a new agent, there might you might not. It might all look the same to you, right? Like if you're new to the industry and you see a couple people doing things differently, and you're like, oh, it's just they're doing it different ways. Some of those ways might be a red flag you know, unethical, misleading, misrepresentation, steer clear, right? So some of these might be darker red, right? (laughs) Some of these might be lighter red (laughs) to take that metaphor a little further. Uh, But yeah, let's jump into it. Let's, yeah, I guess, do you want, do you want me to start with the one that triggered this whole thing? I would love that. I think that would, I think that would be fitting. Okay, so this is how this all started, this whole conversation. I'm on social media and I'm seeing multiple people in the past few weeks. I guess, you know, those the, the deposits from AEP, your screen's black. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what was that? <laughs> social media. Oh, Facebook hit you with that. So, I've been on Facebook specifically, how to market and sell insurance to seniors. That's my Facebook group. Um, I've been on Facebook recently. I'm friends with obviously a ton of different agents. I'm in a bunch of different insurance agent Facebook groups. I have seen this multiple times in the past week alone, where someone is taking a screenshot of their bank account. They're showing deposits hitting their bank account. And they're saying, look at me, look at me. I just got... You know, and I've seen every number imaginable, which is funny. Like I've seen someone brag about like, oh, look, I got 20,000 in the last month. And I've seen like, you know, bigger numbers where it's like, look at these numbers. Like, oh, I made a hundred thousand dollars. Like, and it's like, okay, cool. It, It might look attractive. It might make you envious. Even you might think, man, I would love to make that much money. Maybe if I talk to this person, they could help me make that much money. Right. A lot of times that's a recruiting pitch. They're saying, look at this screenshot, look at my bank account. Now that to me, (laughs) red flag, you guys, red flag. Um, Christian, what, why do you think that'd be a red flag? Well, I think it's just kind of douchey, you know, like to, and and full transparency, you guys, just to make sure that I'm not a hypocrite on here. I have, I've taken screenshots of deposits. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Don't work with Christian. I've done it it in the past. I did it last year. Not, not, I did it probably the last time I remember doing it was probably about a year ago to date. It was when the AEP money was starting to roll in in January. I think we got like 30 grand or something like that from United Healthcare. And I took a screenshot and posted it. Can I, can um, I, before, hang on, let me clarify though, because there's a difference between validating your production publicly, which I think sometimes you have to do versus <coughs> look at my bank account. Please hit me up. If you're looking for a job, if you want to upline, right. if it's purely a recruiting pitch versus, Hey, you know, 
here's some legitimate production, you guys. Like, this is what I do. That's different in my book. It really is. But continue. (laughs) And I I would agree with that. I think, you know, like, there's some people are trying to do it to validate. I think other people are trying to do it to puff their chests out. Um, You know, I I think it definitely, there's there's context to it for sure that that probably will vary. Um, You know, I, I, I actually have really stopped putting much information out there about how much revenue we're doing, how much business we're writing, how much commission we're making. I've, I've kind of just stopped because I've, I've, I've noticed it pisses a lot of people off when I have. Um, and truth be told, like I, when I see other people do it, the first thing that comes to my mind is that I think, I think it's kind of douchey, you know? And, um, it's very braggadocious. It's very Ty Lopez esque, you know, which we talked about in the last episode. Um, It, it, and you know, I think not to say that it doesn't work to some capacity if you're in terms of getting somebody attention, like Ty Lopez ran what his first ad for like six, seven months of like, you know, his cars and like here in my garage, I I do a really good Ty Lopez guys. (laughs) Um, but I think, and, and I think what Glenn said makes a lot of sense. You know, I think, you know, it's like inbox me for details on how to do this, that kind of thing. Like it's almost always going to be like a scam or someone's just trying to just absolutely like screw you in some capacity. Um, I think it'd be completely the red, a red flag and you want to run the other way. Um, people validating their production. I mean, I think that it can be good, you know, if someone's like challenging be. your production yeah. um, or like challenging your credibility. Like I, I had people before um, I talked to people in the industry and they'd be like, some this guy's been watching a lot of your YouTube videos and he keeps questioning me about you. Like, who is this Christian Brindle guy? Does he even write any business? Like there's people out there that say those kind of things about me. And like, and, and over time, I just start to care less or less. I like at the beginning of the Facebook group and the YouTube channel, I really did care a lot what people said. I felt like I had to respond to every little thing. I don't feel that way anymore. I don't really care if what people think anymore. Like I, I know what we're doing. I know that we're a very, very good agency or top 1% agency. I I think it's fair to say. Um, And I don't need to reach down and validate myself to people that are beneath us you know, and not to say that people are beneath me or anything like that, but just, you, you get what I'm saying. Like, we don't need to argue with every single person. And so I think, I don't know, the, the thing that goes through my head is like, cause I've been there, I've been in those shoes right. where you feel like you have to validate yourself to somebody. Um, I, I will sometimes see people do that. And I'm like, oh, they're, they're trying to prove something to someone. They got a chip on their shoulder. They're self-conscious about this a little bit. Right. Um, cause that's why I would do it. And so I just try to put myself in their shoes. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't think it's a good look. Yeah. So to kind of add to that, the, the biggest issue I have is you have <laughs> people who have 1099 agents. Okay. So imagine if Christian had 100 1099 agents. If you're a, a 1099 agent and you've assigned your commissions to your upline. Okay. Um, you're an LOA agent. Okay. Maybe Christian's supplying marketing. Maybe he's supplying technology. Maybe he's giving you an office. Whatever the deal is, that's that's how those deals work, right? Is you're telling your upline, okay, you can earn the insurance commissions, and then 
pay me or give me the benefits that that make this business agreement work, right? So the problem becomes when you're looking at the bank account, assuming that it's all valid, that it's a real bank account, it's not even a just, it could just be a Photoshopped image entirely, right? But assuming it's a valid bank account, you could be looking at $100,000 where 90,000 of it is actually going straight out the door to the insurance agent, the downline, because it was their production and it's really a misrepresentation at that point, because when I and I see those numbers inflated massively, where people are talking about millions of dollars in production, or maybe they're trying to pretend it's them or their agency. But then the reality is most of it's not their money anyway. So it's, it's a smoke and mirrors tactic. It's a lack of transparency with that. Um, that's where I get upset. And especially when you know that there's new agents out there who are going to see that post and say, oh my gosh, take all my contracts and let's do this. I'm ready. And maybe if they had known the truth about how that screenshot came to be, maybe they wouldn't have contracted with it. Yeah. I mean, and it's not exactly the same thing, but there's an agent that comes to mind that I will not name that we both know that is, is on leaderboards for certain carriers under their own name. And they probably haven't written a policy themselves in years. Oh, I know. It's there. It's there. It's people in their office that write everything in their individual writing number, which is not is not compliant for one. Um, But they 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 seem to get away with it. And, you know, like so and I'll talk to people in the industry. They're like, well, this person's number one. I'm like, their 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 team of 25 people is number one. And I'm like, and if if an e-health, let's say, was writing all in the the principal's individual name, they would blow them out of the water, you know, but they don't do that. Right. Like, and so it's, it's very much like you said, it's a smoke and mirrors kind of thing. It doesn't mean that they're not, what they're doing isn't um, impressive to some degree, but it's, 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 um, it's, it's, it's far from the actual truth of what's actually going on. It's just mis it's misrepresentation. It it really is. And there's a degree to it. It could be a small (laughs) misrepresentation, could be a huge one. Anyways, that's what started this whole conversation. So Christian, you have another red flag similar to that. Oh, that definitely. Um, people should keep an eye out for. All right. So I think a red flag would be when there are people that put information out there and they try to put themselves up on a pedestal, but they themselves have never actually built a book of business. Um, and there's people out there that will actually just come out and admit this. There are people that I come to mind when I say that that's not going to fly right They're They came into the business as a recruiter. Maybe they have some background working for a couple carriers. Like they might have some inside know-how they might know some policies or things like that, but they've never actually made a sale under their name before. They've never actually um, built a clientele and managed a clientele from the ground up before, but you, that, but they're trying to teach you how to do that. They're trying to teach you how to be a top producer. That, that drives me absolutely low. Huge red flag. Dude, this is a, you know, <laughs> this is like, oh my gosh, because, and, and this is where like there's organizations <laughs> in the insurance industry that are built on the principle that he just talked about. They don't even care if you sell insurance. It's, 
It's go recruit your friends and family. Go recruit your friends and family. It's an MLM. It really is an MLM structure where they don't care if you sell. They don't care if you know how to sell. They'll give you some contracts. They'll give you some paper applications. Maybe they're making sure you're licensed and that's it. And then you're going out, you're getting your friends and family to sell. And it's the blind leading the lame. It makes the whole industry worse. You're definitely not getting the best deal you could, even if you are a brand new agent. There's so many organizations that fit that bill. Ugh, I feel queasy inside. It's not the Red Bull, you guys. It's the red (laughs) flags I'm seeing. You're missing. Jeez. I think the MLM conversation, I think, is something we 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 should have on its own two feet. Cause I, I do want to get into that. I don't want to let that go because I think that's a huge part of this. What I'm talking about is probably more so people that aren't really with MLM companies, but like they come in and their business model is to recruit, which is fine. There's plenty of FMOs out there that oh, they, that they recruit and they don't personally produce. And that's okay, but what I have a problem with is certain ones that kind of stand on a soapbox and proclaim themselves a guru, and I'm going to show you the way. And it's just not, I mean, you're basically learning from somebody that's never actually sold anything. Like, <clears throat> I think if someone's going to contract direct to an FMO and they're going to be assigned a marketer, and 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 let's say that particular market, and some marketers used to be agents and they have experience and things like that, but but there's also a lot of them that all they've ever done is recruit agents and send out contracts. So I think if you're going to be direct to an FMO and you have a marketer, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you should be at a place in your business where you figured out the sales game, right? You know what to do. What you need their help with is negotiating co-op money, negotiating higher contracts, those kind of things. Um, it's just the people that proclaim themselves as like an expert or guru or, you know, they, they just make me absolutely sick because I mean, how here's a question. So how long does someone <clears throat> have to sell insurance before you think they're qualified to recruit or to bring someone else into the industry? What do you think a year? I go, I, I think years? I go by, I've talked about this several times on the show. Okay. There's a book I really like called outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, and it talks about never read a book. So I don't know why you're <laughs> pretending. You read a book, but okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, the audio book doesn't count. The audio book, book I listened to. I don't know how to read. The, 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 the book, the book might've fallen open and I accidentally glanced <laughs> at it. I've tripped. I tripped head first. The book opened. I don't know. <laughs> but but that book specifically talks, it, it's, it's a book that analyzes high performers in sports and business and things like that and talks gotcha. about what differentiates them from other people. And and like some in some aspects, it's like physical advantages, right? Like in sports, they analyze that people born in a certain month, that's like a few months before other people. They're the oldest people in their class. So they're the biggest, strongest kids in the class. A lot of times, you know, you know what I mean? Like there's just like little physical advantages and sports and stuff like that, that might be a luck factor. But one thing they talk about that, diff- that sets everybody apart is they say that to truly be an expert in anything, you have to work, you have to be, you have to do it for 10,000 hours first. And so I lean on the 10,000 hour rule. Um, is that three years? I feel like I've done the math on that before on this show. Probably 10,000. <clears throat> Let's figure it out. 10,000. 
What's that? three thousand a year? Three three thousand three hundred thirty-three a year divided by fifty-two, sixty-four. It's it's actually like three and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I I that book is one of my favorite books that I that I've that I've read, and I think you know that book in particular, I think that's a really good point. Cause I don't think you can be an expert in anything without putting in the work and the reps at doing it for a while yourself. You know, I think, um, and that there's other people in the industry, you know, they sold insurance six months, nine months, 10 months, and then they stop. And then all of a sudden they're a guru, same kind of principle a little bit. Um, I think that your mentor should have a lot of reps under their belt. You know, I think they should have done it for a long time and done it very successfully for a long time. Those are the people I think that have the most wisdom to share. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's kind of my rule of thumb. Um, <clears throat> and, I, and I don't discourage anybody from recruiting or anything like that. But like, I think it's a disservice to brand new agents because they really need somebody that knows what they're doing. Um, and there's a lot of people running around that are just, you know, they're, they're, they're good actors. There's a lot of actors. There's a lot of actors. That's a really great term. I think so. And I, I did the math like 10 times. Clearly I'm <coughs> my brain's not working today, but 10,000 hours divided by 40 hours. We'll call that a working week is 250 weeks divided by 52 weeks in a year. It's actually close to five. It's 4.8. It's close to five years to get to 10,000. Now, you're working 80 hours a week, like some of us do, you can cut that time in half. Yeah. You can do it in two and a half years, it turns out. Yeah. But I think it's it's not, I don't know if that's something you can assign a number to. I think it it's more about who the person was. Maybe they were an extremely experienced salesperson coming into the insurance industry and they were able to pick it up faster than maybe others. And maybe they can train a team after a year and a half. You know, yeah. So I, I think it depends. But the the point is, is, like someone brand new, you do not want your mentor being someone who doesn't even know how to like. That's insanity. Like I think we can all agree on that. Here's yeah. a red. I have a red flag. Must do you have anything else you want to add to that? No, I think um, you know, like you you mentioned the MLM stuff, and I think I won't I won't be long winded on that. But I think the MLM stuff is just you know, it's a it's a house of cards business model. You know, let's recruit your friends, your family, your neighbors, bring more, more agents into the business. And there's never any emphasis placed on selling. And that's just a losing proposition for agents. So I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. hundred percent. My next red flag, this one, this one, um, Joanna, friend of the show, shout out to Joanna Wyckoff over at Nation Care Services. But this is something she's talked on the show with us about. I've talked on the show about quite a bit. It's free leads. Mm. Free leads. Now, you come to me at Lead Heroes and you, say Glenn, and you say, Glenn, I need leads. I'm going to charge you a fair amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. It's not cheap. You're going to have to pay for the leads, guys. Like I've gotten yelled at before on my lead prices. And I'm just like, do you know, like, like you go market yourself. Like, I don't care. Like if I'm too expensive, I, I, I don't know that that conversation drives me nuts. But 
the point is, is you come to a lead company like me at Lead Heroes, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to spend 500 bucks just to get almost, you know, my first lead order going, which again, direct mail, that's 1,000 pieces. And that's the other thing that blows my mind. I'm like, 1,000 pieces of direct mail is about 500 bucks. Like if uh-huh. you just go do so. So if like starting orders are about 500 bucks at Lead Heroes, like what, what have you ever bought leads before? But anyways, we're going to set that one to the side. Um, free leads. So you, you'll get these organizations that say, hey, leads are expensive. Come work here. We'll give you free leads. Christian, what do you think? <laughs> White flag, green flag, yellow flag, red flag, free leads. But Flaming hot red flaming flag. <laughs> It is on fire. <laughs> yeah. I need to get a, a match. We're going to just burn this whole thing right now. That, that is what free leads is. And I, I couldn't agree more with what Joanna says about it and what, what you just said. I mean, because a lot of times what you'll find, you've seen it and I've seen it, is the leads that they're giving you, they're, they're five-year-old direct mail leads. Half the people are dead. You know, like um, they're <clears throat> two, three-year-old Facebook leads that, you know, they probably paid a dollar for, you know, and, or they paid 50 cents for at the age lead store or something like that. Um, now, to be fair, I'm not against people working on older leads as fillers. You know, I, 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 I mean, I think when you're on a budget as an agent, I don't think that's such a bad idea. Um, and I've had agents that work for us work them just, but, but we also give them fresh leads when they work for us too. This comes um, back to the represent the misrepresentation because I, as an insurance agent, have bought what I was told was fresh leads when I know for a fact they weren't. That's actually right. why I started my company is because I had an agency say, here's some A leads. Yo, A leads, you got to pay 20 bucks a lead or whatever it was. And I got those A leads and I found out another agent in the office had already called all the leads that I just oh, money for. so free leads. You don't know if they're old. You don't know if they were ever good leads to begin with. You don't know if they've been shared a million times. The whole idea of free leads in theory, it sounds good to a new agent, but the reality is it's this big fat juicy worm on a hook. And as soon mm-hmm. as they get you, they get all your contracts they get your friends and family that you just recruited to sell because they're trying to, you know, it's that MLM model. I mean, and then you're, you're out. It's, you're it's, flopping around on the surface, yeah. gasping for air. The tragedy. How many, <laughs> I feel like I've seen so many agents get burned by the free lead model. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like I'm, I know, you know, it's a conversation that I have all the time because of course, you know, we're, and <clears throat> when, when we do this show, I don't really, pitch you guys like me and Glenn don't really pitch you guys anything we're just trying to bring you guys really good insight and information but like you know we recruit my agency recruits a lot of agents all over the country and and that's not a pitch it's just context and so (laughs) but but like Christian Brindle Insurance Services is a nationwide Medicare insurance (laughs) provider this is not a bitch. Please, for contracting, <laughs> please dial one eight hundred. No, but um, but no, like, will we'll, I? I'll be on a call. It seems like it's every week. It might be every other week, at least once with an agent that is newer to the business, and they're shopping around what their options are. Which, 
you know, no shame in that. They probably should be doing so, but they've talked with another agency. A lot of times it's an insurance and I'll, you know, and they'll be like, well, this place is offering me free leads, live transfers, you know, they're off. And like, what do you guys do for leads? I'm like, we do, um, and we do have a lead program. Um, but, but, but it's based on production. You get rewarded once you produce first, we don't just give you leads because you're a nice guy or gal, you know, like we don't do that. Um, but we do have a lead program for our producing agents, but you know, when they ask me that, I'm just, it's such a turnoff for me. And I want, and I, and it just makes me, you know, not want to bring this person into our organization or, or partner with us because I think I, I look at it like there's an entitlement factor with that they have, you know, they're, they're wanting to essentially have us make the, the override we do, which is nothing compared to what the agent makes, right. In terms of the commission and we're paying for all their marketing and they're paying for nothing. How is that a winning proposition for any credible agency? It's not right. There, there, there's got to be something that they're getting in addition to that to make that worth it for them. They're giving you cheap leads. They're paying like a dollar or two per lead and telling you they paid 20, 30 bucks. How can you prove it? Um, <clears throat> they're, they're year old leads. And truth be told, you know, they own all your business. So once you figure that out in six months, you brought 100 policies into the agency, you've made them 100 policies richer. And, you know, you'll be escorted out and goodbye. <laughs> i'm a huge fan of the co-op model christian just talked about it it's what he does it's what other imos fmos agencies do because it is this problem you have this barrier of entry where you have to spend money on marketing that's how you sell insurance that's how you know any most businesses have to have money spent on marketing especially in the early stages a lot of times you'll spend a lot of money on marketing when you're first getting started so it's this barrier but like Christian said, the best really, in my opinion, I've seen all sorts of agreements and, and handshake deals and, and all sorts of ways that the lead cost has been distributed, lower contracts, higher contracts, you know, price per lead, co-op money. I mean, all I've seen it all. I really feel like I've seen it all. You know, CPA deal. I mean, just you name it. But I think the co-op money where it's, it's equally shared among parties, whether that's IMO and agency or agency and agent. That's the model that seems to have the most success. You want everyone to have skin in the game. If they have skin in the game, they're going to treat it seriously. They're going to treat it like it's their money because it is their money. Mm-hmm. But they're getting help because it is an expense and it is a barrier of entry. So absolutely, 100%. That's the green flag to look for. <laughs> That's the flag you want to see and you want to run towards free leads is the red flag. That's the one that's like, ah, stay away. Another thing that is important to mention about the free leads topic is not only is everything that Glenn just said a hundred percent spot on, but it also puts you in a position where you are a hundred percent reliant on that agency. Like you can't eat, you can't make sales, you can't be productive without them. And it's almost like, you know, daddy feed me. I can't feed myself. It's kind of Stockholm thing. syndrome. You've been kidnapped. <laughs> You've been kidnapped. That's how it was for me though. What you just like when I <clears throat> kept me in a box, you know, it was like, you're coming into the office. These are the leads you're working. This is how much you're getting paid per policy. This is the area you're working. Like I was being told exactly how it was supposed to do. There was no like, go find the lead vendor. 
we'll do a shared cost. Like, oh my gosh, I wish, I wish I had been given that opportunity, but yeah, they just set you up to fail in a, in a lot of ways when they keep you on those free lead programs. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think there's so much wrong with it. And I think, you know, it's not, I mean, and, and there's so many people that think short term, they're thinking about the next three weeks, four weeks, two months. They're not thinking about the next year or two or three or five. Um, it, devil's and, advocate though. Is there exceptions to that rule? Is there exceptions to the free leads rule? I think there's only one. Okay. <clears throat> and, and I'll see, and we'll see if you agree with me on this. You okay. might, you might differ yeah. in opinion, which is fine. Um, it's not fine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, I'm worried. I'm worried there's going to be people out there that are successful with free leads that are going to want to kill us from, from what we just said. That's why I'm asking you. I've never talked to an agent that says I get free leads from my agency and they're independent and they own their business. Um, never. I've never, I've, and, 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 and they're happy about it. And I've never talked, I've never met that agent before through all my travels, through all conferences I've gone to, all the network of agents that I do have as, you know, as well as you, I've never ran into that. Um, so if you are out there. <laughs> Comment um, below the yeah, video. Us, you know, we I, want to hear from you. <laughs> I, I do believe though, if, if it's upfront that you're going to be LOA or captive and you're comfortable with that, and you're getting what you feel like you want, right? Maybe, I mean, not everybody's an entrepreneurial type, right? We've talked about this on the show and, you know, we've had Bobby Beish come on and talk about it, you know, and like, I did, I used to feel completely opposite about this and I've changed my feeling. Um, I think some people should be a captive agent or an LOA agent to where they work for an entrepreneurial type that owns the business. Um, but they don't have, they can just clock in and go and clock out and go home. You know, they don't have to take their work home with them. They don't have to stress as much. They can just sell leads are provided for them. They don't get the full commission, but, but that's fine. You know, like, I mean, I know plenty of LOA agents that make 200 grand a year, two, 300 grand a year because they're, they're partnered with great organizations that kind of set them up in a model of success. That's perfectly fine if that's what you want, but if an F, if you're independent and an FMO is trying to lure you in with the promise of free leads, that, that, that just I've never seen it. It's always a captive role or an LOA role, and they're trying to throw the you know the 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 sheet over the top of it and hide what that is. I think if it's transparent and you understand and you're comfortable with it, I think it's okay for some people. I think <clears throat> as a lifeline for brand new agents, I think there's times where it's worked where an agent has no money, they just got their license and they really just need free leads to get started, to build their cash flow. But it can't be a long-term thing because I think any long-term free leads scenario always ends in failure. I really do think that's the case. So that's, right. that's my two cents. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think, I think that's, I think that's true. I mean, I know when I first started recruiting agents, um, I didn't know what I was supposed to do as an agency owner. This was probably a little bit over two years ago, you know, maybe two and a half years ago now. Um, and essentially, you know, I, I brought on this, you know, I, I had about three, I had about five agents to start off with. 
And I was buying them fresh direct mail drops every couple of weeks to every month. Wow. And it's expensive. I, I, I can tell you guys, <laughs> I was probably spending 10 times more than I was making. Right. And um, if I kept doing it, we would have probably gone bankrupt eventually. You know, like it's just not, we, we, we could never sustain that ever. Um, and the, and what, it, what, what I saw in the agents is it bred entitlement. It bred um, selfishness. It bred a sense of like spoiledness in them. Um, I don't think it's good for the agent either. I think yeah. it's better for you to learn how to bring in clients yourself because it's, it's, it's the classic saying, right? You teach a man, you, you teach him to fish, he'll eat forever kind of thing. That's, yeah. that, that's what you guys should be focused on. If you're focused analogy. on, if you're focused on trying to get free leads, you, you are, you're, you are, you have the wrong McDonald's. mentality. It's McDonald's bro. Free leads is McDonald's. <clears throat> Is that what you want every day? You want to go go eat McDonald's every day? Tell me how you're feeling in three months. I mean, if you're alive in three months, do you see what we're saying, guys? But that just makes me think of the funniest story I've ever heard in my whole life. And I don't think it's appropriate to share on this show. <laughs> That's okay. an off-air story. That's All right, off-air story. But, but it, it's one that I, it, it's, a, it's, it's a Gene Simmons story I heard that a comedian told. And it just... <laughs> it's so funny, but I'll, I'll tell you off air. It was really tell good. But um, <clears throat> what is another? I'd like to get at least one more red flag in here before we have to get off. What's yeah. another red flag that you can think of? Um, that agents, new agents, old agents could be contracting, marketing. It could be branding. It could be. I mean, let me. I, I, I think, think. I think um, with marketing companies. And if, you know, it's a marketing company that wants you to, you know, get into a model or a contract with them where you're paying them an ad spend amount for months on end, you know, a year potentially. Um, And if they can't even produce you a single person that's happy with their service. That's really valid. So um, this wasn't a marketing company I was speaking. I was speaking with a technology company yesterday. And I think they were a very reputable company, but they demanded a one-year contract. There was no other option but one. And, and that was my exact, like my, when I was on the phone yesterday with that company, <laughs> I was like, I, I'm like, I'm like, you want me to sign up for a service that I've never used. That's insanely expensive. And the only option is a one-year contract. I'm like, no, I'm like, there's no way. Like, I'd have to try it out. You might, this service might not perform how I think it's going to perform. Right. Right. And so I think, I think long-term commitments right up front like that are kind of scary. I mean, and, and, and there's, there's gotta be a reason why they want to lock you in. It's gotta be because they've probably dealt with so many people that have just been unhappy with their service and left that they're not confident in their service. So they want to, they want to hook you. Right. Um, I've, I've, I even saw a situation that happened last year where um, a, a, a marketing company was talking to one of an an agent in my downline. (laughs) um, (laughs) He asked if they could give any, um, you know, success stories with one of their customers. And they got another person that worked for the agency and put them on the phone and said it was a customer which is fraud. Um, 
exactly some, the some of you guys might know what i'm talking about but like, <laughs> like that that was one of the agents that partnered with us you know that that happened to it. and um that's like fraud <laughs> like is that fraud i had no idea <laughs> no it's, it's, it's fraud <laughs> <laughs> but it's <laughs> <laughs> but no like you know i think the marketing companies, there's so many popping up all the time. You know, they're brand new. You, you got to be really careful because there's there's so many that out there that, you know, they, they're, 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 they're trying to feed mouths, right? They're trying to scale too fast and there's no customer, um, there's no customer service focus on it. They're just trying to get new clients at, you know, drive revenue, feed the, feed the mouths of the employees that they do have. And it's just, it, it once you're in with them, you might, and then there's a lot of companies that work like this. I'm not talking, I'm not picking on one or two right. people, but like, it's, it's something that, you know, you got to be careful of with marketing companies. And I think you got to be very careful. So I have a couple more red flags that I want okay. to quickly get in here because <clears throat> I thought of them while we were brainstorming that last one. Um, I'm going to talk about a marketing company, one that blows my mind. And then the one that I want you to talk about is upfront releases because mm. That's a good one. I just heard a, this is a story that I will have to talk to you privately. I can't share. I don't feel comfortable sharing names, but I got a message in the last week from an agent and they mentioned a major, so like a social media active major upline that we both know that most people know that says they'll give you an upfront release, but refuses to put it in writing. Okay, and maybe okay, so sit on that's yours. <laughs> <laughs> that's your topic. <laughs> the marketing one. So this one blows my mind. And I and the first time I heard it, I was like, wow, that agent's really dumb. And then <laughs> and then I heard it over and over and over and i'm like what is going on it's a mark there might be multiple of these marketing companies there's at least one marketing company that exists there's a website and you only can pay with cash you either have to literally mail cash or mail a check to them here's the crazy part they never deliver on anything (laughs) that they say (laughs) they're going to and the agent always says I sent them cash. Like there's no repercussions. Like they can't go to their bank. They can't go to the credit card company. Like, and that just blows my, I'm like, you, you, you just sent someone cash. Like you never done business with them. You just sent cash in the mail. I'm like, talk about a red flag. Like if they don't take credit cards, you know, that's probably a red flag, right? Yeah. Like, that's weird. That's that is weird. Um, All right. Yeah, up, upfront releases. That's a great one, actually. In um, I, I don't, writing. In writing. I can't believe I didn't think of that ahead of time. Yeah, I think um, I think any reputable FMO or IMO has an open release policy that they can show you. Um, I think any uh, reputable FMO or IMO, if you ask for it, should be able to give you in writing a statement that they will agree to release you upon asking, as long as you don't have chargebacks or roll up debt or some, some legitimate reason to not release you. Right. There right. are a couple of reasons why oh, yeah. 
you know, an, an agent might not deserve to be released. Um, and, and, but <clears throat> so I think it goes both ways, but I think any FMO that's not willing to give that to you, that's a huge red flag. Um, because who in 2022 doesn't release contracts? You know, you end up on the Facebook groups like that, you know, and you'll just get like smeared and 100%. word spreads fast. Um, 100%. I just think, and, and the other thing, you know, is getting paid directly from the carrier. You might get the full commission of a street level agent, but if you don't get it directly from the carrier in nine out of 10 situations, there are a couple of carriers that just don't pay out direct because they they're small companies. They don't have the infrastructure to pay out directly to the agent, right? That there's a few weird situations like that, but like, I don't want to say their name, but I have to. Okay. Um, <laughs> Humana. And I'm not saying anything bad about Humana. That's why I'm talking about them. There are, right. th- there is a giant IMO out there that has, you know, subsidiaries of their, of theirs um, that are other FMOs and things like that, that are owned by this FMO. That if you have your Humana contract with them, you are captive. They pay you out everything, but the commissions all flood through the FMO. You never get paid direct from Humana. I talk to agents all the time that will talk to me and they'll be like, you get paid directly from Humana? I'll send them like screenshots of my bank account deposit. This guy, this guy. But I'll just, just to show them that Humana's paint the one paying me, not my FMO on my renewals. Um, And that's a big problem because if you ever grow a big agency, I mean, it's tough to sell your agency on the back of those renewals. It's essentially impossible, is it not? Yeah, because you don't own the business at that point. Yeah, the, the FMO can do whatever they want with it. They might still pay you the renewals, but they might not. You know, they, they might. Don't. You just don't know what's going to happen. They have all the control. Um, I think open release policies is a big deal, and you want to ask also when FMOs have their own personal blackout periods. The carriers have blackout periods ten one every year. You can't get a release from ten one to the end of the year because of AEP. Carriers don't want to deal with releases, but I've seen FMOs that will actually stop releasing agents in July. And that's their yeah. own personal policy. So they have an open right. release policy, but in the fine print, it says before July. Right. Um, others, you know, that are really big that I've seen, they, they go into their own personal blackout period, September 1st. That's crap. Yeah. You know, I mean, you should at least know that going in. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's my little two cents about that. But yeah, releases are a big deal, guys. It can take you... I mean, I'll give you an example. With United Healthcare, it takes six months to, to move without a release. And if you don't get the release in before the end of February, actually, no, not the end of February, the end of March, then you're basically stuck for the whole year. Because you're in the blackout. Because you, then you fall into blackout and you wouldn't move until yeah. January of the next year. So yeah. you, it, it, it could almost take you a whole year to move almost. That's a lot of time and money and resources lost as the agent. Um, there are other carriers, right? So if you get into a situation, you were naive. I think <coughs> most agents have. I know I was in that situation at one point. You can always just let that carrier sit and recontract six, 12 months down the road, you know, whatever the deal is and sell another carrier until then. But 
Yeah. I, and to clarify here, I do want to be clear. Like, I don't think the IMO, I don't think they have to like provide it to you without asking. I don't think yes. an IMO has to be like, Hey, look, here's an upfront release in writing. Like, but it should be very standard if you're contracting and you're like, Hey, I just want to make sure I'm like, you're going to give me an upfront release in writing, right? Like that if I need to move or I want to move, it's not even a problem. And they should be like, Oh yeah, here it is. You know? Right. And it should be like, cool. And like, it really shouldn't even be like a topic of discussion. Right. So if it, if it is an issue, like at any degree, I mean, again, kind of to finish up here, kind of to finish up the episode here, red flag, be careful out there. Yep. I love this topic. I think it was great. And, um, Hey guys, just be careful out there. There's a lot of red flags out there. Stay safe out there. (laughs) Safe out there. Practice, (laughs) practice safe contracting. (laughs) Oh my! (laughs) I'm gonna die on air. Oh my gosh! We killed Glenn. (laughs) Safe contracting. Practice safe contracting. I'm gonna come out with a T-shirt that says that. We oh. practice safe contracting at Christian Brindle. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, oh my well, God. Um, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you're watching on YouTube, um, do us a favor, drop a like on the video. It helps so much with the YouTube algorithm. You don't even have to, to smash the like button. You can just gently, gently just give it a little gently. tap. Just I think that will, that will screen, do it. I think your screen wants it a little more gentle you know i don't think it you don't have to like to get it doesn't like to get just beat down um (laughs) part of safe contracting (laughs) (laughs) um make sure to hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed and also hit the notification bell if you'd like to be notified when we upload new videos we upload new content all the time especially episodes of taco tuesday and um if you're listening on the podcast platforms and you're and and the and the platform allows you to do so give us a five-star review mention something you like about the show. Um, we would appreciate it. And um, we'll go, we'll see you next week, guys. Here's to next Tuesday and your abundance. Bye.